Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. If you are new here, welcome. You have not found this place randomly. (laughs) If you've been hanging for a minute, go ahead and subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars. Leave a review. When you do that, I'll actually send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional as well. So go ahead and do that. Take a few seconds, maybe a minute. We'll give you 60 seconds to do that now. And then visit julianapage.com and click on the podcast page to claim your 30-day devotional. It's just a beautiful way to make sure that more people get to listen to this podcast, that it gets into more hearts, and also that you get this devotional as well, and you get to get blessed and just keep that blessing going. So thank you, thank you in advance. Welcome if you are new, and let's dive into this message. This has been stirring. This is a topic that humbles me, that stirs up so much gratitude and childlike wonder and really just the awe of God. But we're going to talk today about how to know if it is me, (laughs) if it's me that's coming up with all this stuff, or if it's really God. Like, how do I know if I am hearing from God? And I can tell you that I, you know, had a majority of my life at this point not knowing God. I didn't know if I could have a relationship with God. I didn't know if I could be led by God. I didn't know what was supposed to happen when I read his word or if that could be alive and active for me. I didn't come from a legacy of faith. So I have that in mind as I'm sharing on today. And this is going to be an empowering message for sure. But basically what I'm going to offer is seven different keys or guardrails, guidelines, if you will, that you can intentionally run an idea, an impression, a decision, whatever is on your heart, really, you can run it through these seven things. It's got to pass all seven to to really know that it's God. But you can run an idea or any of that through this filter, if you will, to really help you apply wisdom and discernment to know if in fact that is of God or if that's you, if that is your trauma, if that is your emotion, if that is just a thought in your mind that maybe the enemy put there, if that is somebody else's opinion or idea that you adopted as your own, if that's what you caught from something you were watching on TV or something, right? There's a lot of stuff that causes confusion, but God is not the author of confusion. He is a good father. He wants you to have wisdom. He wants you to have clarity. He wants you to have understanding. He wants to have you run with endurance after the good things that he's planned for you. So we're going to bring some clarity to that today. And I just truly hope that this message blesses you. All right. So without further ado, what I'm going to call this are really seven ways to test an impression, a prompting. How do you know if this is the still small voice? How do you know if that was God that gave you that dream? How do you know if that idea that dropped into your spirit was straight from the source? How do you know that you know that you know with conviction that that was God? Okay. So again, This has to pass all seven of these to know that this was God, but these are guidelines, all right? But this is going to be very practical, so you can't just pull a God card or say, well, God told me, because if if you say that to somebody, oh man, 
I have lots of thoughts about this, but if you just say God said or God told me, that's actually caused a lot of pain when it's not been shared in wisdom, okay? And you're going to see some context as to what I mean by that here in a second. But the God card, nobody can argue with the God card, right? Like nobody's going to put themselves in a position to argue with what God said to you or not. They're just not going to do it, right? And sometimes we do that as a cop-out. Sometimes we do that like when we say, oh, I'll be praying for you. Don't do that if you're not going to pray for somebody. Like, pray in that moment if you're going to pray for somebody, right? Like, be bold. Be courageous. Let Holy Spirit give you the words. Pray for that person right there, right then. You ain't going to play for them later. Don't say that, right? So, let's go into these messages, all right? Let's go. Number one, does this line up with what God has already said? Okay? Does this t pass the truth test? Truth is eternal. It says in Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The truth is eternal. It doesn't change. If God said it, that settles it. That's a saying, right? But do we believe it? Like, is it really settled for us, right? It's settled for God. Like, it's not going to change for him, but are we going to believe him and take it in as true or not? Test it, right? Test it. It says in John 7, 17, anyone who wants to do his will can test this teaching and know whether it's from God or whether I'm making it up. A person making things up tries to make himself look good, but somebody trying to honor the one who sent him sticks to the facts and doesn't tamper with reality. Let's go. Talk about a whole word right there, right? But test it. Does what this pastor said in that good preach line up with what God said? Just because they're standing as an authority, is that true? Does it line up with the word of God? Because if anything, what they're teaching should actually be affirming what God is saying to you already. Okay, but you need a personal relationship with God first. So you don't want to get into a position where you're just going to other people to build yourself up. You don't want the pastor's relationship to be your relationship with God. You want to have a relationship and hear direct from the source, okay? And their teachings can affirm what God is already revealing to you. And if they don't, you don't have to receive that and move by it, okay? So really assess, does this line up with what God has already said? Is this true according to his truth, which is his word, the word of God? test it. It also says in Galatians 1, 8, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Let me be blunt. If one of us, even an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we preached originally, let him be cursed. That's Apostle Paul. Whew, right? So God's word stands alone. You don't need the Bible and like, is it true? Yes or no? That's it. You don't need to elaborate. You don't need to add to it. You don't need to build up a case for it. Like, is it true? Yes or no? Okay. Number two, does this make me more like Christ? Jesus is the standard by which we evaluate every thought, idea, philosophy, fad, opinion. 
God's purpose is to make you look like Jesus. He's interested in your character, not your comfort. And he wants you to grow up and be spiritually mature. He wants you to be like Jesus. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 2 through 6, the world is unprincipled. It's a dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, ha! but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Woof! <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't argue with the truth. It's just blunt. I'm telling you. The world is unprincipled, but you're not supposed to operate like the world. Does this make you more like Christ or is it making you look more like the world? Are you being an imitator of God or an imitator of that dog-eat-dog -dog manipulation and massively corrupt culture? Whew! You're gonna check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? All right. James 3.14 says this, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such quote-unquote wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But... The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Okay, James breaks this whole thing down. It's basically saying it is not from God if it's motivated by bitterness or envy. If you're trying to retaliate, get even, get revenge, or stir up jealousy, that ain't God. That's straight from Satan. If it's motivated by selfish ambition, you're only considering yourself and your own advancement, you're not even considering other people, not from God. He doesn't give you self-serving ideas, but you for sure think them up all the time. We just do that as humans, right? He didn't put you on earth to live for yourself. So if it's selfish and motivated by selfishness and just full of self, got self all over it, that ain't God. Okay? A lot of people, and this is whew, frustrating to say the least, a lot of people try to use God for their own personal ambition. It's that God card. They just put God on it and they expect that that settles everything or that gives them, you know, different privilege, let's say. And that is really harmful 
actually. So it's really important that you are wise and discerning because more and more people are showing up that way. A lot of people can talk about God, but not know him at all, right? You shall know them by their love, by their fruit. Just don't take things at face value. You really want to make sure that you are being wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, right? So if it is from God, you'll know it will be pure. It'll be pure. It'll be peace-loving, considerate, impartial, sincere. So if it's an impure thought, if there's judgment and criticism and hate laced in it, that ain't from God. Peace-loving actually means that it promotes harmony and reconciliation. So if it's promoting conflict and separation and creating chaos of some kind and disunity, right? Like it's just creating di division. That ain't God, right? Real wisdom also doesn't gossip. Satan is the one that is the accuser of the brethren. He is a condemner. His job is to put you down. And when we start doing that through gossip or when we start talking about people, a great way to, to think about that, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it at all. And if you do have something to say to them, come to them, right? And have a loving confrontation, right? Like actually address it with them. Or if you can't, bring wise counsel with you and do it in a healthy way, not like a backhanded secretive way. Okay, because if you're just going to gossip about people and get caught up in that, you're just doing the devil's work for him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. If you get an idea and it helps you, but it hurts other people, that ain't God. That ain't God. Wisdom from God is considerate and it's also submissive, right? Like your idea isn't like, I got to be right. It's like, what do you think? You actually can get feedback from other people. You're not out here to be right. You're out here to make sure that you're aligned and tracking with God. Okay? So number three, do other believers, other wise counsel, do they confirm it? Do they confirm it? Right? It's so interesting. We'll say that we heard God and we're just on our way. But like, is anybody keeping you accountable? Do you have any covering over you? Do you have anybody that can say, mm, that ain't it. That's not God. Do you have anybody praying into something with you and seeking God for clarity with you? Are you just going off what you think or what you feel? If mature believers, right, wise counsel around you that you can trust, if they question it, you should too. You can be ruined by the talk of godless people, but the wisdom of the righteous can save you. It's Proverbs 11, 9. You can be ruined by the talk of godless people, but the wisdom of the righteous can save you. So when it comes to a dream, there's a lot of people that can't handle you talking about your dream. Don't do it. Choose wisdom. Take those dreams to people that can handle it and that you can trust. And move in silence. A lot of times you don't need to make any announcements. Move quietly. Let them know when it's done. They'll see it. Right? Like, I never tell people what I'm actively working on when I'm actively working on it. Just like if I'm traveling, people don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't post anything till I'm done traveling. Right? There's wisdom. Build godly relationships in your life. Your life will look like your mentors. It's a big one. 
build godly relationships in your life. It says that there is safety in a multitude of counselors. Do you have any wise counsel around you? I am somebody that really values having feedback and accountability and covering to keep the work that I do pure, to keep me healthy, to keep me energized and giving my highest, right? Keeping the standard of excellence in what I'm doing. So whether that's a spiritual mentor, whether that is therapy in different seasons, whether that's working with a coach, right? Having this space where I am constantly making sure that I'm checking myself, it's really, really healthy, actually. It's not a luxury. In fact, if you're a leader, (laughs) it is a necessity if you're a leader. And if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, that needs to be part of your expenses, right? You can write it off, okay? If you invest in personal development, you can write that off on your taxes. It needs to be part of your development. You've got to have development money to continue to grow and lead well. Number four, is it consistent with how God shaped me? You, it actually says that you are God's poem, his masterpiece, right? His work of art. He broke the mold when he made you. There's nobody else like you. And your shape actually reveals your purpose. So you don't get to just be whoever you want to be. You can be anything you want to be as a saying that's out there. No, not so. But you can be all God shaped you to be. And that's where you'll actually find fulfillment. His leading will not contradict what he's called you to do. It just won't. It actually says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, right? His poem, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So when we are actively relating with God, walking with God, tracking with God, conversing with God, hearing from God, listening for God, right? Where we're actively building relationship and walking out that relationship, we're hearing from God all of the time. And we're able to become more and more aware as he reveals the good plans. We can become more aware of them as he reveals them. Okay. And as we walk out how he shaped us, right? Like you're uniquely gifted in different ways. And when you actually embrace that, you'll start to see more favor and more things starting to unfold, right? So God has given me a beautiful gift of communication and expression, I fought that my whole life. I fought that, (laughs) right? But when I finally embraced it and I did it through just surrendering to him and being led by the spirit, this is not a by works or by my own thoughts, right? This is by a spirit move here. So as I'm trusting the spirit and I'm trusting the leading of the spirit and guided into these things that I'm being led into and allowing his ability to move through me, I started to see gifting come alive that was dormant that wasn't activated right it was really really interesting and the more i just kept practicing whatever the spirit was guiding me to do the more things started opening up that that was clearly what i was meant to be developing and practicing and learning more and more of there was just favor on it there was anointing on it there was an ease on it that wasn't there if i were to have tried that before right whatever i resisted with god it just started flowing and it started working i was graced for it so sometimes that's how you can tell you might be graced for certain things i was graced to write graced to speak (laughs) right like even if i thought for example i used to be shy but like god can make you extroverted if he needs you to be extroverted 
right? But it'll work with how he wired you. It was a lie, actually, that I was shy. I learned that, but that's not necessarily how he made me, right? Trauma, pain, that shut me up. But God started giving me a voice and a message because I'm his messenger, right? So really, really powerful. It says, let's see, number five says, does it concern my responsibility? This one is loaded, okay? If it's not your responsibility, why would God talk to you about it? We love, my clients know this, some of you probably listen to the podcast, but they know I do this thing where I make it blatantly clear there's your business, there's other people's business, and there's God's business. Why would God talk to you about it if it's not your responsibility? He ain't going to do that. But we have a tendency as recovering people, pleasers, codependents, all the things, right? We have a tendency of getting into other people's business. We have a tendency of trying to play God and we get ourselves all mixed up, twisted up, all the things, right? Every believer has direct access to God. And your job is not to play God for them, okay? There's a witty principle, W-I-T-T-Y. What is that to you? We have a tendency, sometimes we could be sitting in a church setting, listening to a sermon, we're like, ooh, that's a really good message. That person so needs to hear that. I'm gonna make sure that they get it, right? It's like, no, 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 like, what is that to you though? Like, you're in there, your butt is sitting in that chair. You are the one hearing that message. What is that to you? What is God saying to you? Because he's not gonna talk to you about what somebody else needs to do. He's gonna talk to them about what they need to do. He's gonna talk to you about what you need to do. So what is that to you? Don't ignore this principle. You are not the Holy Spirit or God for somebody else. Let God be God. It says in Romans 14, 4, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Let Holy Spirit do the work. Don't play God for other people. Be busy about running your race. You'll be plenty busy, right? There's a lot of work to do when you're in your own business. Managing your mind, working through and processing your emotions, becoming emotionally intelligent, doing your healing work in your heart with God, taking the action, the spirit-led action that God is guiding you to take and being bold about that, right? That'll keep you plenty busy. And if you're not doing any of that, how do you even have authority to be speaking into somebody else's life? Okay? A great way to train up a child, too, in the way they should go is to model the way. Don't necessarily tell them what to do. Model the way. They're not going to listen to what you say, especially if they're a teenager. <laughs> but they will for sure watch what you do, right? So be very, very careful. Be very careful with the God said, God told me to tell you. Be very careful with this God card is what I'm going to call it, right? Even when I'm training and teaching in the prophetic, I, I never use that. And I tell people not to use that. You can say, I'm sensing in my spirit that, right? And you can offer a word of encouragement, something that might build up a person, but you don't ever want to be saying God said it because did he? How do you know for sure, right? And in the prophetic, we teach that the, the person giving the word Right, the person receiving the word rather is 
more important than the person giving the word. Like they have more power. Like you get to decide if you're going to flush that word. Like if it means nothing, like, nope, doesn't resonate. Not even receiving that. Shake that off. Right. If you're going to shelf it for later, or if you're going to receive it and go process it with God, right? Like it's on you. You don't want to just take a word that somebody said is what God actually said. Like if God is going to say something, he's going to tell you. Okay. So if you are in a position because God can absolutely speak through people, but there's some guidelines here. If you find yourself saying what God said and you keep trying to assert yourself in that way in somebody's life, use these guidelines. Be patient and pray. Don't immediately go blab it at them. Give God a chance to speak to them directly and pray for them to be receptive. So if God is revealing something to you, a lot of the time, a majority of the time, it's for prayer and intercession, not necessarily to go talk to that person about it. Okay, so be patient and pray. Don't rush into anything. Whoa, God, show me this thing. I'm going to go tell. No, 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 no. Be patient and pray. Chill out. Two, God will use you to confirm what he's already said. Okay, so this happens a lot actually, right? And this is often what good preaching does too. When you have this personal relationship with God and you're unpacking things with him, you're talking with him, and it's not just like a one-sided conversation where you're just like blah, 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 all the time. You're actually like listening and receiving when you're asking questions or when you're studying his word, you're unpacking things with him. When you're doing that, God will start revealing things to you. And then people in your life, right, or different people, God will use us to confirm that. So there's a lot of times when I'm working with folks or you know, I'll say different things. They're like, oh my God, God was talking to me about that thing, right? And it's like, God is using that, but I'm not necessarily positioning myself to play God in any kind of way. So number three, God usually uses you without you being conscious of it. That happens all the time. And that's the best way because you can't take credit for any of that. It's all God, right? So allow yourself to be a vessel to bless and encourage other people and let God work with that, right? Sow the seeds that God is telling you to sow, but be careful if you just slap God on it. Be very careful with that, okay? A lot of people are hurt when people release words that they're going to have babies and they don't have babies, right? And it's super painful or that, you know, this person is going to thrive after a horrible diagnosis and they don't, right? And it causes a lot of pain, a lot of confusion, and a lot of unnecessary suffering. So be very, very careful with that. It also says in Romans 14.10, So then, each of us will give an account for ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Get out of the way. Let God be God. Okay? Number six. Is it convicting rather than condemning? This one is huge, especially if you're a person that's been like living all up in your feels. Use this. Conviction is correction from God and it highlights what needs to change, but without like guilt, fear, shame, all of that. Okay. Condemnation, on the other hand, is criticism straight from Satan. And it's motivated by his hatred for you. And it's going to feel like that too. It says in Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, 
but according to the Spirit. Condemnation is not of God. God never attacks your value. Hear me. God never attacks your value. So if you even have a narrative in your mind or a voice in your head that is constantly beating yourself up, that is not God. Who does it benefit to keep beating yourself up and keeping yourself small? Who's winning there? That ain't God. The enemy loves that. The enemy loves keeping you broke, busted, and disgusted. He's got this three-part agenda that never changes to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. If he's positioning you to have this narrative in your mind that is full of condemnation, full of not enough, full of I'm behind, full of I'm, I'm just unworthy, can't do anything right, that is not God. It is not God. God will point out sin, but he will not attack your value. It actually says in Revelation 3.19, dun dun dun, where is it? He says, Okay, Revelation 3.19, it says, Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. So be enthusiastic and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior, and seek God's will. Right? It's almost like a tire pressure light coming on in your car. You're like, oop, yep, yep, I gotta fix that, right? That wasn't right, I gotta change that. So you might say something to a friend that you're like, ooh, man, like that just was off, I shouldn't have done that. Or you might have been meeting with a friend and talking about somebody else and you like feel bad because you probably wouldn't say that in front of that other person if they were there. Apologize, own up to that, apologize, repent, make it right. Turn from it, don't do that again. If you don't want people to do that for you, don't do it, right? Love well in private and in public. Be, be loving, truly, okay? Now, the other thing that's really important to note here, don't mistake low self-esteem for God's voice. Let me say that again. Don't mistake low self-esteem for God's voice. It is Satan that is the accuser of the brethren. Low self-esteem does not come from God. God wants you to know who you are. He wants you to walk in power and authority. He wants you to know that you're his masterpiece. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to be aware of the good plans that he has for you, clear about those, walking in those things with excellence, with character, with integrity. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to be a city on a hill, right? A light that can't be hidden. If it doesn't line up with that, it ain't God. And lastly, number seven, do I sense God's peace about it? Doesn't have to make logical sense. People don't have to get it. In fact, they probably won't. They'll probably think you're nuts. <laughs> but do you sense God's peace about it? There's just a peace, a supernatural peace, not one that you can manufacture, but a supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. Do you sense that? Pressure, overwhelm, confusion, those ain't God. Usually, what pressure, overwhelm, anxiety reveal, those are usually revealing to you, if you get still and know, they're usually revealing to you that you're caught up in yourself and not God's voice. Pressure, overwhelm, confusion is not of God. That's not how he leads. That's not how he guides. That's not how he protects. That's not how he cares for you. He does not cause that. 
He is not the author of confusion. It says that in 1 Corinthians 14.33. He wants you to have clarity and understanding. He wants you to walk in power and wisdom. Now, there are times, let me say this though, there are times when pressure does build when it is legitimate, right? Like when there is something that you know to be doing, but you ain't doing it, right? Like you are not obeying what you know to do. Pressure can build then, but that's pretty clear. (laughs) And usually we know that's clear too, right? And it keeps building when we ignore it. It does, right? And sometimes God has to actually move things because we just are disobedient to a fault. Delayed obedience is still disobedience, okay? So if you keep quitting on yourself, like you get excited, you're going to do something, and then you back out, stop doing that and commit. Create a new pattern. If you're tired of that, commit. Choose courage this time, not cowardice. Get better at doing that, one decision at a time. By grace through faith. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to see all the details. You can just know that you're tired of quitting and you want to be obedient. Choose courage and obedience. The willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. Be willing. Be obedient. Okay? Generally speaking, God drives us compassionately and Satan drives us compulsively. God moves and draws us to him with compassion. Satan does it with compassion. Compulsivity. Compulsively. Compulsively. (laughs) Like, how do we say this? But he does it. There's like aggression. There's uh, this urgency, this like need to act fast, right? Without wisdom. That's Satan. Okay. 90% of what God says to you is encouragement. And that actually is the purpose of the prophetic. It's meant to encourage. Okay, it's not meant to tear down. It's not meant to like highlight people's dirt. People are aware of that. Call out the gold in them and encourage them. We are all starved for encouragement. We're our worst critic. We need more encouragement. We need more people that are seeing the gold in us. We need more people building us up. We need more laborers, right? That can actually really do this love ministry well, right? It also says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything. Talk about obedience. Oof, I'm an anxious person. Well, do not be anxious about anything. But here's what you do instead. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And when you do that, The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Pray, give thanks, present your request to God, trust him. Trust him and he'll keep you in peace and help you to move forward and keep taking action. Now, this isn't a matter of just hearing something like this, though. You've got to act on what you hear. Don't be hearers of the word, right? but be doers of the word. Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word. It says in Proverbs twenty-two seventeen, listen to the words of the wise, apply your heart to my instruction and pass it on. Listen to the words of the wise, apply your heart to my instruction and pass it on. This to me is blind faith, 
childlike trust. We as adults, when we're adulting, right, we don't really have this beautiful childlike wonder, right? That's somewhere buried deep, deep, deep on the inside. And we make it so complicated to progress in life because we complicate things with our doubts, with our fears, with all of our skepticism. A child is like, not like that at all, actually. They're like, I trust you. I've got this blind faith. Wee! And they're just on their way, right? But we have somehow like buried that somewhere on the inside. Be open. Be open to what God has to say and you'll hear him clearly. You will. It actually says in John 8, 47, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. So for me, when I didn't have a relationship with God, right, I was raised um, going to a Catholic church, right? So I didn't have an understanding of relationship. I understood religion and what you had to do or else. And the message was pretty much you're a horrible sinner and just keep confessing your sins and maybe you'll make heaven. Sort of the vibe, right? So here's a couple of things. Barriers to hearing God could be a hurt You're obsessed over this hurt. You can't let it go. It is time to release it and give it to God. Maybe there's this habit that's in your way, an addiction that is a awful thing that is holding you back and has become an idol, right? So much so that it's changed your entire programming and how you operate, how you think, how you feel, how you move. It's time to give that habit over to God. And he's able to give you instant deliverance. That is possible. And he will guide you in a new way to start building your life. There could be this hang up. You just can't get over this thing. You know, unforgiveness, shame, guilt. Give it over to God. Could be a relationship that you're hanging on to that is not meant to be in your life. It's time to let it go. And when you do, when you actually release these things, give them over to God, confess, turn away from sin and turn back to him, you'll hear him. Or sometimes it requires beginning a relationship with God. You know, you could have knowledge and you can have religion and not know God at all. So you can invite God into your heart. You can make him your Lord and Savior and commit to building a relationship with him. But he wants you to be clear. And there absolutely are ways to test an impression, an idea, a prompting, a decision and put it through this filter. Okay. Now I want to share something that feels like a prophetic word and an encouragement. The prophetic is foreshadowing. It really gives you a vision of what's possible with God. And it really is only possible with God, right? Apart from God, we are nothing. Apart from God, we can do no good thing. We also can't just expect God to just like do a work in us when we're sitting on the couch. (laughs) That ain't gonna work. Like he's actually gonna expect you to walk it out. Like sure, he can give you deliverance from something, but he's gonna expect you to go get the healing that you need. He's gonna expect you to go to that small group. He's gonna expect you to invest in that program. He's gonna expect you to hire that coach. He's gonna expect you to get those skills. He's gonna expect you to get that training. He's gonna expect you to mature. He's gonna expect you to do that. It's not gonna just be like, change me, change me. What are you doing though? Like, there's a part you play that is your part and there's a part that God plays, which is his part. But you've gotta do your part too, right? 
So the prophetic is a beautiful way of seeing what is possible. What I love teaching about is how you can live your most courageous and impactful story, right? That is pretty much why you're here after all, right? But if you don't choose that, your life doesn't become that. Will you be courageous with your life? To me, we, we can do that with God. That's a gift that we get of having a relationship with God. We don't do life alone anymore. It's not in our own strength anymore. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to arrive to be ready for God. God meets us exactly where we are. He puts the mentors. He puts the teachers. He puts the programs. He puts whatever we need in front of us to develop in every season. We're actually designed to flourish in every season. There is something that God has assigned to us in every single season. Okay, so I want to encourage you as we each tune into the person of Christ within us, we are actually tuning into the consciousness of victory, of prosperity, of power, because we are tuning into the consciousness of God. God's vibes matter. This is not tuning into self. This is not thinking my own thoughts and thoughts that are exalting themselves above the truth. It's not getting caught up in the opinions of man or what people think about me. It's not getting caught up in any of that. It's not getting caught up in my feelings and like waiting on myself to feel like doing something. It's not any of that. It's literally tuning into the consciousness of God, right? And feeding on his word. In this place, we can live immersed in his perspective because his mind is within us. His consciousness, what he thinks, his awareness and his perspective are available to us now. Now. And I really feel just this passion of God, the Holy Spirit resetting us into this truth, empowering and activating us so that we go deeper as we really get into his word. People are hungry for personal revival. They're spiritually starved. Their hearts are sick. And the harvest is plentiful. People are waking up. They're seeing what's not working, but the laborers are few. The people that actually invest, right, and being ambassadors for Christ, those people are few. Will you be one of them? Don't put it off. If you can invest in that today and develop yourself, do it. Don't delay. Any limited mindsets that we have had are breaking off of us now. As Holy Spirit removes the restrictions, he is breaking through. He is breakthrough. You can live a life of breakthrough with God. He is busting off any unbelief and lack of understanding of who he is. He is sovereign. He is creator. He is king of the universe. He's the one who is in charge of this planet because it belongs to him. He is breaking the demon mindsets and lies that have held us in bondage, breaking you free and bringing forth power in your spirit now. The spirit of God rising is power within you. You are his expression. You are the body of the living God. You are his royal ambassador on the earth. A God encounter that some people might not ever receive in a church. That's you. Thank you, Jesus, for fully and completely resetting us into victory consciousness, aligning our hearts, our minds, and every aspect of our being now, resetting us into truth, powerful truth, 
resetting into new creation living as government, releasing dunamis power, so we begin to live in the benefits of it. The one who is shalom, invading you, body, soul, and spirit, dripping out of you to restore everything and everyone that comes into your presence. He's resetting us into victory consciousness. And as we walk about our lives, we will reset others as they see him, they feel him, and they experience him through us. God's vibes matter. This isn't even fully about you. This is about what God wants to get through you, the glory he wants to reveal through you, the way he wants to love through you. Jesus is enabling our hearts to receive fresh revelation, a fresh encounter experience with our God to get divine perspective again. We are waking up to who is residing within us and therefore who releases out of us as we become the profound advertisement God on display through our lives. He is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And his banner over you is love. He alone is the leader and source of everything needed. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus. Every sickness, every bit of lack, every broken relationship, every burden in your life, every mental torment, every demonic assignment and everything that's broken and everything that isn't in its full expression according to his design. No matter how embedded these things are in life, the creator has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus and given him the highest rank above all others. I want to remind you, problems need energy to live. Starve them by getting the energy source you need. Tune into God. Tune into victory consciousness. Tune into what is true. If your strategy is always to quit, is always to run, is always to shrink, with God's power, expand, evolve, grow, choose courage, do the opposite. A decision made from fear is usually the wrong decision. Seek God. Work through these seven guidelines. Change your energy by aligning and tracking with him. You are a different human when God power is flowing through you and you're aware of that. Right? Make decisions from that space and see how your life changes. So, so necessary. So necessary. It's time to get back on the path. You know what God has called you to do. Now do it. Don't negotiate with him. He is the potter. We are the clay, right? Who are we to argue with our creator? Our job is to be willing and obedient, okay? There's so much goodness out ahead of you. It's so good. So good. You're going to get your promised land. You're going to get the provision. You're going to see signs that God is with you. You are not forgotten. The plan of your life is still intact. Receive that and make sure that as it happens, you give God all of the glory. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And if you listened all the way to this point, I have something special for you. There is still a way that you can get plugged into this round of the God's Vibes Mastermind. So if you were thinking about it, if you hesitated about it, if you feel like you were tormented about it, run through these seven guidelines and see if this might actually have been an answer to your prayer. If it is, here's what you got to do. 
Our team will work with you. Email info at julianapage.com. Put the God's Vibes Mastermind, <laughs> more information, and we'll make sure that you can get plugged in. We officially have our first call next week, so you won't be behind. If this is something that is an answer to your prayer that will bless your life, that will be a radical gift to you, that you know is what your heart is stirring for and burning for, do not hesitate. Don't delay. Get in there. Email info at julianapage.com. The God's Vibes Mastermind, we will work with you. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal 
you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.